You have just entered the Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Royal Access. And today you're tuning in with Felicia, and I am so elated to be here as we are in the second week of our new series, Relationship versus Religion, Relationship versus Religion. And last week, Corel would have kicked off our series talking about not allowing religion to kill your witness. So you have, if you have not listened to that episode, I encourage you, our listening audience, to go ahead after this episode and listen so that you can catch up on those golden nuggets that Corral would have shared with us. Now today, as the title suggests, we will be talking about the topic church hurt. And I know if you're part of the Christian community, if you're a part of a church, you may have heard this phrase before, but tune in as we dive in a little deeper about what church hurt is, um, talking about my personal experiences um, with observing persons who would have went through, through church hurt and my own experience of church hurt, and then talking about some ways that we can overcome because at the end of the day, it's all about perseverance. It's all about being able to push past um, this experience so that you can become a better believer, a better Christian. All right. So before we get into the definition of what church is, I just want to shout out the Royal Access community. Um, we placed the poll in the Royal Access community. And by the way, if you're not a part of the Royal Access community, then what are you doing? I encourage you to head on over to Facebook and go into the Royal Access group. You can type it in the search bar, the Royal Access, and you will find us. And this is where we dive a little deeper into the conversation. We hear your feedback. We want to hear from you about what you think about church hurt or any topic that we have been covering throughout this um, series and throughout this entire podcast. All right. So there was a poll placed in the Royal Access Group, and the poll was asking persons um, whether they have experienced church hurt or not. And based on the persons who would have answered the poll, um, we had 87% of the participants saying that, yes, they have experienced church hurt before. And then we have about 12% of persons saying that, no, they've never experienced church hurt. So, of course, we see that the majority of persons who answered this poll would have had some encounter with church hurt. And I also want to shout out LaDonia because LaDonia took it a step further and she asked some questions, you know. She was trying to figure out, is there a middle option? She don't think she has experienced church hurt, but she has experienced a painful process while being a part of a ministry. And she's wondering, does that even count? What are we really calling church hurt? And we're going to get into that today. And I love Kara's response to what LaDonia would have asked. And Kara said, I guess that part is truly open to interpretation. But for most, I think it is having church people act towards you in a way that is totally opposite of the messages that they preach, causing you some sort of emotional pain or trauma and for them to fall from grace in your books because you have a hat of 
firsthand experience with them that is contrary to what they portrayed to the public. And that was so well stated. And a lot of what Cara said, we're going to allude to, and you're going to find that that is totally in alignment with what our definition of church hurt is today. Before we get into the definition, I just want to lay a bit of foundation. So some of our key scriptures that we will be referencing and using as a guide today are Mark chapter 9, verse 42, Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, verse 24, sorry, Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17, and Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Now, what is church hurt? We're going to break this up. So we're going to define the word church, and then we're going to define the word, the word hurt, and then we're going to bring it together. So in the Greek, in Greek, the word church comes from the words kaleo, meaning to call, and is prefixed with the word, with, with the prefix rather, et, which is at, meaning out. Therefore, in the Greek, it means to call out. And in Hebrew, church means assembly. However, the English word church actually comes from the word karyakon, meaning dedicated to the Lord. All right. And hurt is defined as causing pain or an injury. And in today's context for the discussion today, when we refer to the church, we will be talking about the body of believers who gather. Okay. And I thought that was so fitting to say because I remember um, a while back, about two weeks ago, I was able to witness some persons who would have became members of a particular church. And one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that they said that one of the things they asked or one of the requirements to be a part of that church was for those persons to confess that they are believers. And we see that traditionally in a lot of our churches and the Bahamas, and I'm sure that's the case um, or maybe the case. You can let us know in the comments in the Royal Access if that is the case for you, wherever you're listening from all over the world, um, where as one of the requirements to be a part of the body of believers is that you do um, confess to be a Christian. You do confess to be a child of God. So dealing with church hurt, I know a lot of you, um, like I said, the majority of our um, participants said that, yes, they have experienced church hurt. And church hurt is like um explained in the definition, a level of pain or, or injury that would have uh, been caused to you within the body of believers. And whenever you're dealing with human beings, whenever you're dealing with people in general, there is room for error. There's room for mistakes. There's room for pain to be caused. And of course, I've been in church all of my life. From I was in my mother's room to today, I have always been a part of a church, always been a part of a ministry. And I'm being a part of church, being a part of ministry with imperfect people and me being an imperfect human being myself. I'm sure that I may have offended someone before. I'm sure that I may have caused someone some type of pain and it may not necessarily would have been um, intentional, but it happened. But 
throughout my journey, I remember even being a teenager in church and um, seeing some of my cousins, they would have um, got pregnant out of wedlock. And I remember that's the first time I really identified what, what church hurt looked like, because I saw where my cousin, um, when one of them in particular, I'm thinking about after she would have gotten pregnant, um, she was basically bashed from the church um, basically um, looking down upon her instead of embracing her, um, you know, although she would have had a child out of wedlock and giving her the grace of God. So that was my first time seeing where um, after they would have dealt with her so dealt with her so harshly, um, she decided to stay away from the church. And there was years, years went by. Um, and even today, thinking about her relationship um, with Christ and um, with the church, I know in particular with the church, she is not really a church goer um, from being someone who always went to church. But after she got pregnant, um, the backlash and all of what she had to go through, it was just like she wanted nothing to do with church. Um, and I remember thinking, boy, these people bashing all, but I'm very analytical. So I sit back and I observe and I kind of was like putting two, to, two and two together. And I was like, boy, these, the very same people who bashing um, my cousin, they had a child out of wedlock, not saying that it was right, um, not saying that it's something that we should glorify, but I do believe that we should give persons grace um, when they make a mistake or when, um, not necessarily make a mistake, but when um, the repercussions of their sin is evident um, because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I myself, um, personally, I have experienced church hurt um, where I've gossiping and sucks on slander in the church. Um, and I remember at that point in time, I was a teenager uh, going into being a young adult and um, Holy Spirit had given me clear instructions. And he said that you are not to leave. There's something that I'm teaching you. And I had to process through that and I had to grow through that. And I had to learn to mature in my faith as a Christian um, that regardless of, you know, persons gossiping and you know what's going on in the church and persons not being their brother's keeper, God said that I still had to stay there. There was still more for him to teach me. And eventually when he released me, I realized that what he was teaching me was for my next, was to mature me, um, was to make me a better believer. And so that's a little um, snippet of my story of church hurt. But a lot of times when we talk about church hurt, we only think about the persons who are members of the church, but leaders also go through through levels of church hurt. And I've also seen leaders who dealt with church hurt, dealt with persons who slandered their names, dealt with persons who would have betrayed them and dealt with, dealt with it with such grace and such honor, um, grace that only God could have given them. And um, I admire them, even my apostle for the current church that I go to, I admire her so much because I've seen her deal with um, church hurt, 
with a level of grace that cannot be explained. So there is room for growth. There is room for maturity, um, regardless of going through church hurt. And I just want to encourage those of you in the listening audience who may have experienced church hurt before, um, it may be physical, it may be emotional, um, who may have went through something where this body of believers, believers, these your brothers and sisters who you trust and who you trust with your soul and you trust um, to uplift you and be there for you as your chosen family have betrayed you in some way. I encourage you to not isolate yourself and um, separate yourself from the body of believers because there is beauty in assembling with the saints. There is beauty in being a part of community. And I'm sure that you've heard me time and time again talk about it when I get on this podcast, on this platform. I always tell you about community because community is such a beautiful thing. And it's so, so important to be a part of community. But what happens when you have to deal with church hurt, right? So um, I always think about Matthew chapter 5 and verse 24. And it says, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them and come and then come and offer your gift. So if you're lifting holy hands and you're going in deep, and you're in church and you can't talk to sister so-and-so, you have an odd against brother so-and-so, it's important to go to that brother, go to that sister and let them know what's going on. But before we even get there, let me, before I get ahead of myself, let me just backtrack a little bit. And the first thing you should do um, if you are experiencing some level of church hurt is that you need to acknowledge that you are hurt. You need to acknowledge the pain. So even if that means you need to meditate um, and acknowledge that you are experiencing some level of pain or church hurt. Uh, I know for me, even like I said, we are all human beings. If someone offends you in the body, um, I was going through a situation and I was like, Lord, I forgive this person. And I just kept feeling this pain in my heart um, towards the person, towards the situation. And I was like, I prayed about it and I said, God, what's going on? What's going on? And God was able to show, show me that I was hurt by something that was done. And I was like, Lord, what should I do? And he took me to this very same scripture that I would have read for you, Matthew chapter five and verse 24. And I had to leave my gift at the altar and go and speak to that individual and let them know that, hey, um, when this occurred, when this happened, this is what I experienced. This is the pain that I was feeling um, and we need to talk about it. And the person was not even aware. So a lot of times that brings me into this point, a lot of times when um, we are experiencing church hurt and we want to say, oh, they did all manner of evil towards us or, oh, they did this particular thing towards us. A lot of times that person, that believer, that brother or sister is not even aware that, oh my God, I offended my brother or sister in the body of Christ. And how can we get through that? 
um, that is why I think it's so much wisdom in this scripture um, when God gave us this instruction in the word of God to go and speak to that brother or sister. And even there's another scripture that talks about um, if Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17 in the English Standard Version, it says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault. We are not mind readers. Yes, we are believers. Yes, we have Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit reveals things to us and God is the revealer of all truth. But we are not mind readers. Um, and we have to get out of the place of believing that just because you feel something, just because you're going through something, that your brother or sister automatically understands or knows what you're going through. It is your responsibility. It is our responsibility as believers to go to that person, go to that brother or sister who would have sinned against us, again, going according to the word of God. And and tell him their fault. Tell him what. Tell him or her what offended you. Um, between you and them alone. Don't go broadcasting it. And another point too. Before you even go to your brother or sister, are you on the phone um, gossiping about it? Sowing seeds of discord. Oh, you know, child, so and sister, so and so, brother, so and so did this to me. Uh, you know, I can't trust them. You know, this, you know, the next. Before you do that, and you should not even be doing that as a believer. Uh, that should not be your approach to the situation, but rather we should be using the instructions from the word of God. Go to them, pull them aside, let them know, hey, you know, when this happened, um, I was really offended. I, I was really hurt. Um, can we talk about this? And a lot of times you would you would find out that their intentions was far from what you were feeling. And a lot of times, like Kara talked about um, the trauma or the pain that it causes, a lot of time, um, a lot of times we view situations based on our traumatic experiences. So that may have been a trigger for you, um, meaning that because it was familiar or it felt similar to a traumatic experience you've previously went through, you are automatically went there. You automatically felt offended. You are automatically felt some sort of pain, um, which is why it's so important for us to work through our trauma and work through the things that we um, have experienced even um, in childhood because it will help us to mature even in our faith and see life through different lens and through um, a healthier, in a healthy aspect, okay? And if the person does not listen to you, if your brother or sister does not listen to you, you have gained, well, sorry, backtrack. If they have listened to you, you have gained your brother so you want, and that, that is what we want to do as believers. We do not want to be making enemies against our brothers or sisters, but we want to gain them. We want them um, to be a part of the body in Christ and for us to work together in unity and harmony and harmony because there's, there's a strength in that and there's a force in that um, that cannot be shaken. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge 
may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And if he refuses to listen, tell it to the church and let him be to you as a Gentile or a collector. So we see that um, the, first, the second thing you should do if it didn't work out when you try to talk to them alone, go and get the elders of the church, go and get a deacon, go and get someone who is unbiased, an unbiased believer, two or three, to come with you and go back to try and win your brother or sister over. And if it still doesn't work, then you would view them as a Gentile or as a tax collector, you know. So there is wisdom in that and how you navigate situations um, with church hurt, all right? Um, before we move on to the next step, I found this quote by Stephen Mansfield, and I thought it was so fitting, and I just wanted to share it um, with you all today. And it says, the confirmation of history is that we are not all called, we are we are not all called despite our wounding and betrayal. We are wounded and betrayed because we are called. We are wounded and betrayed because we are called. So our wounds are and pain put us in a position to testify of how God has allowed us to overcome our wounds and our pain does not disqualify us, but more so it should be able to give us the ability to give others grace um, when when they come into the body of Christ. Um, when you see believers um, based on your wounding and things that would have happened to us, we should be a people who embrace one another, who are sensitive um, to the needs of our brothers and our sisters. And the way we handle our brothers and sisters are very is very, very important. And another scripture I wanted to highlight is Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. And it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So again, as believers, even if we experience church hurt, we should be the peacemakers. We should be setting example that regardless of um, what our brother or sister may have done to us to offend us, to hurt us, to cause us some level of pain. And listen, I've heard experience, uh, um, experiences or stories rather um, of persons who have experienced so much pain, so much um, mismanagement of within the body of believers of the way in which God has called us to um, start over the body of Christ and which is his bride and, and even as a church family to start over our relationships within um, the church. So much mismanagement because again, um, not looking like Christ, but because of human error, and we are called to be peacemakers, not hold grudges. I think about um, the Lord's prayer that says, forgive those who trespass against us as God forgives our trespasses, you know, against him. So if we want God to forgive us, we ought to be able to forgive our brothers and sisters. And of course, the third thing I want you to take away from this when you're dealing, for those of you who have dealt with church hurt or are currently dealing with church hurt, if the matter isn't resolved, I encourage you um, to 
again, carry unbiased believers with you to try and win your brother and sister over. And the last one is to forgive and give grace. We are to be peacemakers. We are to um, give grace at all times because we want grace to be extended to us. We are all human. And um, as long as you are a part of a body of believers, then that body is already flawed because we all could think of moments or situations where we have fallen short of the glory of God. But thank God for his grace that we were able to overcome, that we were able to get back up, that we were able to push forth um, and continue to run the race and run the course um, and for his honor and for his glory. All right. And again, one of the takeaways I want you to take away from today's message is that if imperfect people gather, pain or disagreement are inevitable. But it's what you are doing during the pain or disagreements that makes a difference. And one of the questions I wanted to um, ask, even as we talk about this, is what does your maturity level look like in this situation? Um, you know, when LaDonna, LaDonna, sorry, shared um, a bit of her perspective on the Royal Access page in the conversation, in the little dialogue, um, I thought it was so interesting that she was like, um, is there another category? Because yes, I've experienced a painful situation in the church, but she did not necessarily take it as church hurt. And a lot of times when things happen to us, we automatically become the victim. But have you ever paused to ask God, God, what are you teaching me from this situation? What is the lesson? What does my maturity level look like? Am I being a peacemaker? Am I practicing going to my brother or my sister who I have an odd against um, and talking to them rather than being in the church and saying, oh, lifting holy hands to D and going deeper, but you're still on the surface because you haven't done you haven't followed out the instructions that God has given you to do. You haven't forgiven the person who has wronged you. So God cannot forgive you. You are not in a position um, um, for God to forgive the iniquity in your heart because you are still holding grudges against others. So you're literally putting a blockage on where God wants to take you and how he wants to forgive you and how he wants to wash you in his blood. And the second question that came up is what is the lesson? What is the lesson? What am I gleaning from this situation? Yes, they hurt me. Yes, Yes, Felicia, you do not know. These people dragged my name. They said stuff about me that wasn't true. They just, they had a whole party uh, uh, gossiping about me. So in seeds of discord, all sorts of things. Um, I trusted them with my life and they abused the trust and the power that um, I gave to them because they were an authoritative figure. Yes. Yes, all of these things have happened and we're not diminishing the pain. We're not, um, we're not dismissing the fact that these things happen. But 
I encourage you as you listen to this podcast today to shift your perspective, shift your gaze on God, because I promise you there is always a lesson in every situation that we go through. And I want you to think about or ponder on the question, what is the lesson? What am I learning or gleaning from the situation? And the third question I want to pose to you is what will the end result make me better or better? Whatever you choose to do, if you choose to go to a different church, because again, we're not encouraging you um, to stay in a a toxic or an abusive environment where persons are um, abusing their authority or mismanaging your heart and you trusting them because you as you do relationship and as you do life with people there's a level of trust that is required of you and there's a level of um vulnerability and we're not saying to stay in a toxic environment by all means be led by holy spirit um, and be led by God so that he will guide you and he will direct you to the place um, where he have you to be. But as a believer, you are charged to assemble with the saints. You are charged to gather with other believers corporately because there is a strength and unity that cannot be denied. One can put a thousand to flight, but two can chase 10,000. There is a unity and a beauty and community. When you are down, you're able, um, your brother or sister is able to lift you up. And when your brother or sister is down, you are able to lift them up. There are gifts on the inside of you. There are things that God has deposited inside of you that is needed within the community. But I encourage you to press and pray and ask God to lead you and guide you to the right community. There is no such thing as a perfect community. Um, But there are believers. There are groups. I believe that there are groups of believers that gather who really want to emulate and really display the characteristics of who Jesus Christ is, who our Lord and Savior is. And I encourage you of you to find yourself in a place where you're like, you know what, Felicia, I'm done with church. I love God, but I'm done with church. I ask you to dig a little deeper and find in your heart what's going on. God, why is it that I rather thrive in isolation because the enemy his, his, his plans is to kill, steal, and destroy. And if he could get you isolated, he all he has to do is play with your mind and put you in a place of mind battles, and he will try to destroy you. But again, there is unity. There is strength in unity. There is strength in unity. And uh, in being a part of a church family and being a part of community of like-minded people, So even in this moment, I want to pray. I want to pray for those of you who may be listening, who may be saying, Felicia, I am done with church. I, or you may be saying, I want to open my heart again, um, but I'm scared. I'm afraid. Um, I don't know where to begin. I want you to trust Abba, lean into him. Allow him to process you. Acknowledge the hurt. Acknowledge the pain. 
if you need to find trusted voices, trusted counsel to help you navigate through the situation, I encourage you, I admonish you to do that. And if you have an odd against someone, your brother or sister, I encourage you to leave your gift at the altar and go and, and, and let them know what's going on. And if you cannot resolve it alone, I encourage you to find two or three unbiased believers and take them with you to your brother or sister. And at the end, if there is no resolve, forgive, forgive. Allow the situation to make you better and not better. And forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Because there are things that God wants to release to you. There are things that God wants to do in and through you. But it cannot happen unless you experience true forgiveness and the true love of God. So, Father God, I come before you even in this moment for my brother or my sister who may be listening to this podcast today. God, I pray that you would touch their hearts, God. Those who have experienced church hurt and and pain and betrayal in, in ways that we cannot even fathom, God. God, I pray that you will be there with them, God. God, I pray that you would love on them, God. God, I pray that you will be father to them. You will be Abba to them, God. God, I pray that even as man may have misused and abused their trust with them, God. God, I pray that they will see you as a trustworthy God, God. God, I pray that you will help them, God, in whatever area that they feel that they cannot trust you, God. God, I pray that they will lean into you and say, God, help me. Help me to trust you again. Help me to lean into you again. Help me God, even in this imperfect world, God, in the imperfect body of Christ, God, with believers, God, your church, God, we are imperfect people, God, but help them, God, to find the right community and people who will journey with them, God, who will be able to deal with their vulnerability, God, who will be able, they can trust with their secrets, God, and with the most intimate and vulnerable parts of themselves, God, so that they can grow and mature in you like never yet before, God. God, I pray that you will permeate their atmosphere with your love, your loving kindness even now, God. God, I pray that you will remind them that you are near to the brokenhearted, God. God, I pray that you will guard their hearts, God. God, give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to know who to trust, God. God, I pray for the spirit of discernment that will hit their life like never yet before, God, so that they will discern who it is that you will call them to, God, and who you are calling them to journey with, God, even now, God. God, God, I thank you, God, for sending the persons who you have have, have assigned to their life even now, God. God, I pray that they will not close the door on the persons that you have assigned to their lives, God, but they will open the door. They will open their eyes to the blessing that you have set before them even now, God. God, I just thank you even now in this moment, God. God, I pray that you arm of healing will hit their life like never yet before God because you are concerned about their soul God you are concerned about their soul God even as a believer God so God I pray that you will bring them back into the fold God I pray that you will lead them into the right direction God 
God, I pray that you will give them peace concerning where you are planting them, God. God, I pray that joy will be their portion, God. God, and wherever the residue of pain is in their heart, God, God, I pray that you would uproot it, God. God, I pray that they will not, they will not view the people they are coming in contact with and who you are sending to start over their life with them, God, and do life with them. They will not view them based on their pain, based on the past, God. But they will free fall trusting in you, God, because you have sent these people, God. You have sent them. And God, I pray that you will raise up a body of believers who are trustworthy, who are loving, who are caring, who display the fruit of the spirit, God. I pray that we will be a people who display the fruit of the spirit, God. And even those of us who are the majority, who have gone through some level of trauma and pain in the church, God, God, I pray even now, God, that you will allow us to remember that which we have went through, God. But not to remember it, to dwell on it, God, and wallow in it, God, as a victim, God, but to use it to say that I will be my brother or sister's keeper, that I will treat my brother or sister with love and kindness, that I will be an example of what it means to be Christ-like, that I will journey in the trenches with my brother or sister, God. God, I just thank you for it, God. God, give us a heart for your people, God. Give us a heart for your brothers and sisters, God that we will be the example that we are seeking, God. We will no longer throw in the towel and say, I'm done with church, God, but we will be the example in the church that we are seeking, God. God, I pray that you will touch the heart and the mind of every listener, God. And even those who have not gone through a level of pain or church hurt, God, we celebrate that. And we ask that you continue to keep them, God. Continue to give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to grow and, and, and journey through even disagreements in the church, God. Whatever it may be, God. God, I just thank you for it even now. I thank you for doing that. And as always, we love to have you connect with us. Um, so as I said earlier in this episode, you can find us on the Royal Access on Facebook. Just type in the Royal Access and you will find our group, our community. We'll love to engage with you in the comments. Um, you can still go ahead and answer the poll so that we will know, have you experienced church hurt before? Have you never experienced church hurt? Um, what is your stance on the situation? If you even want to share your testimony, it may encourage another believer, but I encourage you to continue pressing on. Do not forget the assembling of the saints and have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. 
Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.